your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. I have a ton of respect for Art Rooney II. Not least because he has a tough act to follow as Steelers owner. But everything Art said to the media in the last couple days is very reminiscent of Kevin Bacon in Animal House screaming, All is well! Remain calm! Except Art didn't raise his voice or get trampled into the sidewalk. Telling us to judge the team by 13-3 and and saying that everybody in the league has trouble playing defense and that there weren't distractions. It reminded me of Bob Nutting, the Pirates owner. It really did. Art was telling us to believe him and not what we saw or heard because we saw distractions. And 13-3 in the regular season was diminished greatly by 0-1 in the playoffs. And we don't care about everybody else's defense. We just want better from the Steelers' defense. Now, certainly most sports owners are BS artists. But just like we expect better from the Steelers' defense, we expect better from a guy named Rooney. Hey, Art, guess what? You just made the list! What I just said is no knock on Art Rooney II. Not really. What he said, he has to say. But a lot of it was just total crap. I'm going to cut this one off at the pass. The Kansas City Chiefs just released Darrell Revis. No, the Steelers don't need him. They already have Darrell Revis. Only they call him Joe Hayden. Uh, Tweet from Jill. Art Rooney's presented himself with dignity in his interviews, but I think he's completely delusional about his team. Couple tweets about the basketball brawl. Mike tweets, uh, the players need suspended for 10 days in school suspension. The adults should be charged with assault and banned from school property. The school's team should be put on two-year probation. Any further incident by the basketball teams result in termination of the sport for two years. And the team should be disqualified from the postseason. I don't know whether Mike means disqualified now or if there's a second incident. But, uh, okay, the 10-game in-school suspension. You know, they're suspended. They can't play basketball in those days, right? I'm not sure when the playoffs start, but it's real soon. But I like a lot of what Mike had to say there. I want your thoughts at 412-333-WXDX. Drew tweets, I coached in that section against both teams. The Manesson coach is known to run the score up on teams and full court press up 50-plus points. Both are very undisciplined teams, and that starts from the top down. Drew, I don't know how undisciplined these teams are. And if the Manessa coach runs the score up and does a full court press when he's up by 50, you know the best way to not get blown out, don't you? Don't suck. I mean, is it something I'd do? No. 
Ask anybody who, who coached against me or who was on a team that played against mine in hockey. I didn't believe in running the score up unless the other team did something to deserve it. If they were out there being cheap, would hang a 15 on them before they could blink. But uh, but if you don't want blown out, don't suck. That's the simplest solution. And if you do suck and you do get blown out, then learn from the experience. The loose cannon tweets, Joe Hayden is the Darrell Rivas as Mark Madden is the Jim Colony. I'm not even sure what that means. But uh, what what I mean is, Joe Hayden is the veteran cornerback, the glue guy. They don't need another one of those. Let's go to uh, Jack in Dormont. Jack, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, I called up to concur with your very succinct and, frankly, brilliant commentary to start the hour on the state of the uh, coaches and in regard to having fun. I think this oh, is... Oh, that, that was at the, at the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah, why does anybody care if anybody has fun? Exactly, Mark. And, and I think it's a microcosm of society. Oh, right. All these soft, lame-ass millennials, they're, they're softer than baby excrement, and they never want to know an unpleasant moment. And the reality right. of the situation is life is a nonstop series of unpleasant moments, and how you navigate those and respond to them indicates what kind of person you are. Yes, and I think your commentary, as brilliant as it was, can go from little league parents all the way up to these college students that can't tolerate hearing another view and they need safe areas and you can't say trigger words. It just hit the nail on the head of what ails society in a large part today. Thanks, I, I should be appointed, what what title? Well, Chancellor, that has a bad history. Duce, no. Uh, I should be in charge. Let's just say that. I should be in charge. Let's go to uh, Nathan in Mount Lebanon. Nathan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How can you possibly eviscerate Joe Paterno every time his name is mentioned, but praise Tom Bradley. He's a good guy. Because Joe Paterno was in charge. Because Joe Paterno was in charge, left an email trail. Put him on hold. Put him on hold. Because Joe Paterno was in charge and left an email trail indicating that he knew. That's how. There is no proof that Tom Bradley knew. And even if he did, he wasn't in charge. Okay, let's put Slapass back on the phone. Anything else? Okay, well, during your segment with Bob, you said, you don't think one incident could ruin a person's career reputation, yet that's exactly what happened to Joe, Joe Paterno. And you well, now, hold it, hold it. When I say one incident, I meant being in the vicinity of that incident. Joe Paterno enabled that incident. Tom Bradley's on the defensive side of Penn State for 40 years. What do you mean? Oh, okay, he he's not in, in charge. A... What about him not being in charge don't you understand? Are you, I'll tell you what. Naive, I'll tell you, you naive. F you, F your family, F everything about you. Okay? You're not going to call up and, 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 and impugn a guy's character who had nothing to do with it. He might have known he couldn't stop it, and I don't know if he did know. We know Joe Paterno knew, and I'll tell you what, jerk off. When you're in hell, Joe Paterno will be there to greet you. He'll be the guy with the sore backside from the pitchfork. You Penn State people, you just know no shame. You know no shame. You, you, your hero fell. He's burning in hell. He's burning in hell. He's getting violated every which way in hell. And you still support him. Amazing to me. But he's in hell because he knew and God knew. 
And I'm not even sure there is a God. I think if there is a God, he only exists to make sure Joe Paterno's burning. Let's go to Darren in Indiana. I, I shouldn't have said that about the guy's family. I mean, his family's probably a bunch of dinks too, but I shouldn't have involved them. I apologize to those jerks. Let's go to Darren in Indiana. Darren, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, how are you? Great. Good, good. Hey, brother, that's uh, some pretty harsh uh, feelings there. But anyways, I wanted to talk about the Claret and Manesson situation and how to basically solve it right now. If you, you're, you use the phrase, learn from the experience. If you want those two school districts to learn from the experience, you terminate the season right now. It's not going to be popular. But you know what? I can't argue that. I can't argue that. But Mike White wrote in the Post-Gazette today that that's very unlikely. Uh, and I agree because it's the two school districts, the coaches. You see, here's, why, here's, here's the argument I can make. Let's see if you agree with this, Darren. Here's the argument I can make. I can make a more logical argument for terminating the season for both teams than I can for the empty gymnasium thing because the empty gymnasium thing punishes the opponents for Clareton and Manesson moving forward. But but you can't just let their fans in. How would you just know that only the opposition fans are in? You just wouldn't know. So uh, if you terminate their season, then the only victims are those players and teams and fans and program. And what's wrong with that? I mean, that's what I think the message that needs to... You know what? You're right. You're, you're, you're right. I agree, Darren. They should, your season should be terminated. You're right. You're right. I was being a soft millennial. A soft old millennial. How old are millennials? Like, are they in their 20s? Okay, I'm no millennial. Four one. I can't believe there's anyone on the planet left who defends Joe Paterno. If I were his family, I would have given up on defending Joe Paterno. The love of God. Uh, oh, we have no more guests the rest of the show, so just call. We'll think of something. 105.9. This is Carl Hagelin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. I'm getting a bunch of tweets. Oh, you're just going to support Tom Bradley because he's your friend. That's right. I mean, if, if you've listened to this show for 22 glorious years and haven't figured out that that's how this works, then you've just not been paying attention. Uh, in amusing tweet I got regarding me insulting millennials early in the show, Swerve tweets, as a millennial, the best thing could happen to society today would be for you baby boomers who ruined the world's greatest economy and destroyed the planet to die. It's our world now, so feel free to leave it whenever you choose. Uh, first off, I'm really not a baby boomer. If I am, I'm at the tail end of that cycle. Usually baby boomers are, are early to mid-40s to late 50s. Uh, I'm talking about years, not age. I'm more Generation X early 60s to the early 80s. And, and I say this to all millennials, not just this jerk, if it is indeed your world, you're too soft to hold on to it. You lost an election that couldn't possibly be lost. You're weak in every way a person can be weak. That goes for all millennials. Softer than puppy crap. I'm 57 years old. 
haven't been in a real fight since I was 23. If I got to fight with any millennial, I'd take them apart. But wouldn't have to because you'd be too scared. That's what millennials do. They walk around soft and scared. In fact, I can safely say there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Let's go to Dean in the car. Dean, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. I was wondering, isn't Clarence in the school in the state finals swinging helmets? And Yeah, they've, and had, they've had some football fights as well, correct. Shouldn't they maybe look at them in a different... I, I don't know that it's the same kids involved. But the same school, same athletic department, it's the same situation. Let me tell you, I, I like Clarence. I like the people down there. It's a depressed neighborhood. It's a tough neighborhood. And in neighborhoods like that, problems sometimes arise. I'm not condoning. I'm not excusing. But uh, not every place is like Upper St. Clair. You know, and I think when, when kids grow up in a tough environment, that has to be considered, don't you? Yes, I work. Uh, my background is working with kids that can't even stay in schools. They have to go to placement. Okay. I get that, but there comes a point where maybe they need to learn a bigger lesson through sports, like you lose your season. I'm not saying, like, never play no, sports. No, I hear you. Know? And, again, my first instinct was to make them play in empty gymnasiums, and then I concluded that ending their seasons would be better because it would actually solve the problem. That way it couldn't happen again, and hopefully they would learn from that. But I'm not sure where I stand. I'm just not because I want these kids to have opportunity and no good comes from not letting the kids play. Then again, nothing good happened in that fight between Manesson and Clareton, the teams, and the fans. Let's go to uh, Matt in Murraysville. Matt, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Um I want to talk about that uh, basketball fight, but just for clarification purposes, uh, baby boom generation is 46 to 64, and millennials are 82 to 04. For, for further clarification, I don't care. Go ahead. Well, um, <clears throat> why don't they look at uh, you know getting rid of the coaches and some of the administrators if they're condoning these actions? They're allowing it to happen. I can't imagine what else goes on in the I don't, school. I, I don't think they're condoning, bro. I don't think either coach wanted this fight. Well, probably not, but you don't know what's going on in the school. I mean, how many fights are going on in the hallways of the schools on a daily basis, too, though? I mean, maybe there's something wrong with the administration. That's a bit of a different... Well, you know what? Like I just said, those are two rough neighborhoods, bruh. Those high schools... Well, I know. I like, I said, like I said, we can sit here in the suburbs. Where are you from? I grew up in New Kent. Okay, well, that's not exactly super wonderful, crazy fun time. But, but like, it, no, you know, sir. we... But, but we, you know... I'll be very blunt. Us rich white folks tend to sit in our ivory tower and look down our noses at what happens in bad neighborhoods. And, uh, true. you know, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't always be that quick to judge so harshly, as you could tell by me tempering what I think they should do and changing my mind minute by minute. I don't know what they should do. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I know I can trust the Whitfield to do whatever will make them the most money, though. That we can trust.
Let's go to Virgil in the Hill District. Virgil, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, I'm a millennial. I don't think I'm soft. Tuesday night in that arena, I did cry for a solid four minutes. Because um, so, you're a big baby. Because I am. I Full disclosure, I'm a big, big baby. There you go. Um, the, the interesting part about, you know, if they're getting beat by 50, if the coach for the team that's getting beat by 50 says, you know, stop making excuses, play better, and there's nothing being said by the players to each other from the team beating them, I think that's a well, What was moment. the score in that game? What, it wasn't a rot, was it? No, I don't think it, it was. It was like it was like a it was like a nine or ten point game, something like that. So, I mean that that is a lead that could be overcome in high school basketball very easily. And these yeah, are two the good other, teams, both playoff teams. And the other thing is, like when everybody starts jumping out of the stands, I'm sure there's only so much control a coach can have. I don't think no coaches, no administrators. Oh no, no! That, once but, the once the people jumped out of the stands, the whole thing was up for grabs. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. It, it is what it is. But I think what you said, because I'm a soft Michelle Terry, an S-O-F-F millennial, I think when if you suspended both teams, you would be taking opportunities away from the kids, which in those neighborhoods isn't good. Yeah, it wouldn't do those kids any good. Then again, you want them to learn something. I don't know what they should do. I, I am not – I would make a terrible guidance counselor. Can you imagine me as a guidance counselor like in high school – the kids come in and say, "What? What? What should we do?" And I, I don't know. Why are you asking me? Oh, wait, I'm the guidance counselor. And, and the funny part is, my guidance counselors at Shaler and at Duquesne University were exactly like that. Oh, what should I do? How do I know? They were waiting for the hot girls to come in there for guidance, because in those days, that kind of guidance was often dispensed, and it was terrible. Terrible, terrible thing to have happen. Let's go to uh, a break. I've already gone too long in this segment. We got Paul, John, and Richie on hold. We'll get you in just a second, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, I think you're absolutely hilarious. It's an acquired taste. You have the answer, Mark. Thank you. Wait, I wasn't done insulting you. The X at 105.9. Some Penguins news. Uh, Patrick Hornquist and Thomas Kuhnhockel are now official on injured reserve, which doesn't bode well, but they were both supposed to be week for week, so I guess this is no real new news. It's kind of bad news being made official. As I mentioned earlier today, Teddy Bluger's been called up. He's a center. Looks like Sherry's going to be okay to play uh, this weekend, Friday at Dallas. Sunday at St. Louis. The lines today at practice were Gensel, Crosby, and Rust. Then Haglin, Malkin, and Kessel. So they're going to put uh, some of the big guns together. Well, Gina with Phil and, and Sid with Gensel. Then the third line, Shan, Zach Aston Reese, and... Uh, I'm going senile. I can't remember who the third line right wing is. Fourth line is going to be Bluger, Ryan Reeves, and Dominic Simone. Oh, Connor Sherry. Going to be playing on that third line. I think it's good the Penguins are stacking up their talent in the top six. And uh, if and when everybody's healthy, maybe they can go back to Kessel on the third line. 
I think it's going to get Simone away from Sid. I think Simone has been playing terribly recently. You know what you see a lot when guys are summoned from Wilkes? They come up, play great for a while, and then the adrenaline wears off and they are what they are, which ain't enough in the case of Dominic Simone. Uh, we've been talking about the Manesson versus Clareton basketball brawl. Uh, they've already qualified for playoffs in Whippeal Class 1A. Their disciplinary hearing is Monday, and the Whippeal will announce playoff pairings and seedings at a meeting Tuesday night. Uh, I thought about this at length during the commercial break. And if you're just tuning in, uh, go online. You can find the video at a lot of places. Clareton and Manesson had just a terrible basketball brawl. The teams fought, the stands emptied, the fans fought, the parents fought. If you made me make a decision, I would terminate their seasons. That was so bad that even though you're taking opportunity away from kids that might be growing up a little rough, you can't ignore what happened. If you make me decide, I would terminate their seasons. Uh, By the way, my participation in this show will be terminated for the next five shows. Uh, I'm going to New York to see Robert Plant. That's next Wednesday. I'm running a hockey tournament this weekend at Hot Shots in Mount Pleasant. If oh, here's some hot news. I should have brought this up. Some people still want those Flyers troll shirts. I got a whole bunch of new orange ones. I got some orange shirts for free. What am I going to do with orange shirts? So we printed up a, a few more of the first. Two editions. I'll be selling those over the weekend at Hot Shots in Mount Pleasant and at my appearances uh, coming up. And speaking of that, I posted my high school yearbook picture today on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com, as well as my schedule of upcoming appearances, Penguins Watch Parties. We sit down, we drink, we eat, we watch the game, we talk hockey. I sell Flyers Troll Shirts. It's a lot of fun. And the next one is Sunday, February 18th. That's a week from Sunday at the Broad Street Bistro. Not Broad Street as in Philadelphia, but Broad Street as in North for Sales, PA. That's Sunday the 18th, 6 o'clock, puck drop, Penguins at Columbus. Come watch the game with me at the Broad Street Bistro in North for Sales. Okay, I got a lot of crap out of the way just there. Oh, Adam Crowley, that hot new prospect, filling in for me on tomorrow's show, Tim Benz next week. Let's go to Paul in Bethel Park. Paul, you're on with Double M. What up? How you doing? What up? You know, I, I've been out here for 32-plus years, and I grew up in the city, Hazelwood. And you know what? Claire and Vanessa, they've had a lot going on between the two of them for years and years and years. And I put it back on the Whippeal and on the school district. They should have police there because, you know what? Kids need something No, to I, do. I, I don't think that's up to the Whippeal. I think that's up to the... Host school to have police there, that, and I'm not, okay, and I'm not I'm sure sorry. there weren't police there. Well, there weren't enough police there. Okay, no, I've just been told there were police there, but there weren't enough because if you get the fans, uh, how the many church, is enough? On, been- how many policemen should have to be at a friggin' high school basketball game? Because if you need a ton of police at the game, there shouldn't be a game in the first place. Have you ever been to a game like that and participated? Yes, as a matter of fact, participated. No. I covered some City League football games uh, back in the 80s 
where bottles were whizzing by my head, Junior. So don't act like I haven't been in the trenches when it comes to something like this. Well, and so have I. But you know what? My daughter just went through the trenches this year as a senior through college recruiting and everything else. Who's to say that there isn't a college coach? Where's your daughter? Where's your daughter go? Where's your daughter go to school? Bethel Park. Oh wow, really rough neighborhood there. Can't believe she survived. Hey, there's there's enough of it. But you know what? At Bethel you know, Park, college recruiters At Bethel Park? That are looking. Goodbye. Goodbye. Week. Your daughter wasn't good enough. That's why she didn't get a scholarship. Rod thing to say. She probably was good enough, and the recruiters hated her dad. You gotta like that when a guy talks about his daughter being in the trenches at Bethel Park. The trenches are deeper and muddier at Clareton and, and Manessa. Trust me on that one. Oy vey. What a day I'm having. I, I insulted one guy's family. I just told this guy's daughter wasn't good enough. I'm sure that guy from a couple calls ago, I'm sure his family's great. They just have a lousy dad and husband. And this girl from Bethel Park, I'm sure she's terrific too. Again, the recruiters no doubt hated her father. So apologies to anyone who didn't deserve my tirade. But most people do. Let's go to John and Butler. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, so uh, so the, the little speech you gave about the millennials, that was pretty good because they definitely are soft. They yes. have absolutely no concept how to work. But to say it's just a black thing, I mean... And, I didn't you know, say it was just a black thing, you jerk! No, you said, oh, we wish white people, we don't know what's going on. I, mean, I think you're taking away from... But, but that's different. Like, rich was as much a part of that sense as white. The, you're taking away from the people growing up in Clarion. You know, yeah, they, they might not grow up great, but they still need to learn how to respect people. Uh, you can't solve stuff by hitting things. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Are you sure that's the precedent the U.S. has established over its 200-year-plus history? Well, you know, sometimes you do have to hit things. Yeah, just not in a high school basketball game. I mean, exactly. we, 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 shouldn't, we shouldn't try to widen the picture on this. No, this I'm is just, two high I'm school saying... teams in a gym. They fought. The students fought. The parents fought. The fans fought. That's all this is. This is and not indicative of, that, of any greater of malaise have, in our country. A bunch of people that have no idea how to respect another person. See, now I think you're kind of waiting in the end of the pool you just accused me of diving into. I don't think it's that these, you know, people at this game don't know how to respect other people. I think they just got mad and started throwing fists. So, you know, here's the thing that, that people don't get. I, and if you bother to think about what I'm about to say, I think you'll get it. If not, you're too far gone as a dope to get it. Sometimes a fight is just a fight. Sometimes there's no issue bubbling beneath the surface. It's just a fight. I remember, I won't name the athlete who said this, but there were a couple local athletes who got in a fight, and it was in the paper, and there was a police investigation, and an athlete who was not involved in the fight, but on the team of the guys who fought said, what's the big deal? Guys fight all the time. And you know what? I don't agree with that, but there was a time not so long ago when that's how people thought. Let's go to uh, Jared and Clareton. Jared, were you involved in the fight? I was not, Mark. Were you there? No, I was not. Actually, I just heard about it on your show today, but I watched <laughs> the uh, video. 
No, but I want to say that uh, there were cops there, and like like you said, if there got to be a, like a bunch of cops there, like you shouldn't have the game at all. And I'm not saying it's a yeah, yeah. If, you, if 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 it's such a threat that you have to load up on cops, I mean, I can understand if there's been some issues in the past having an extra patrolman or two there. But if, if if you need to have a whole battalion on hand, then just don't have the game. Yeah, and I I don't think that parents started the fight at all, but they should have tried stopping it, you know, stepping in because you're you're not going to have a hundred cops there, you know. So well, again, if you off. made me decide what to do, it would be to just terminate their seasons and take a good hard look at the future of both programs. And I would want to trace back to how much the coaches have to do with lack of discipline on either team. I'm not accusing either coach, but you have to look at that when a situation like this occurs. Yes, sir. Let's go to, uh, oh, some guy just called from Bethel Park and then he hung up. You know, the mean streets of Bethel Park, you got to be really careful. The guy's probably using the pay phone, and, and the guy took the receiver out of his hand and bashed him in the head with it. That guy actually used the phrase, the trenches of Bethel Park. Let's go to uh, Richie in Bellevue. Richie, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yo, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a suffering Pitt fan. I just think it's kind of uh, ironic how the basketball team, do you think they parallel? No, nobody players? cares about Pitt, buddy. We don't talk about Pitt on this show. We want people to listen, but thank you. We talk about Pitt like when they play Penn State or... You know, have like a big game, maybe when they play West Virginia coming up, when they renew that. But Pitt's basketball team stinks. Why do we want to talk about that? The B team has to. And it's in keeping with their whole, shall we say, motif. But, you know, like people, I, I heard a debate the other day that went on for 10 minutes on the B team. Should they fire Kevin Stallings? And there's only one answer to that, and it's who cares? Pitt fans don't. That beautiful arena is almost empty. Every night. Okay, now it's time to ask Mark anything. That's when it's fun, sometimes. And what makes it fun is that it means the show's almost over and I'm not doing a show tomorrow. So ask Mark anything. I mean, there will be a show. You should still listen. Adam Crowley, a hot prospect. In fact, I believe the Pirates got him in the McCutcheon deal. He was the best prospect available. Ask Mark anything, 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Dylan, how are you? We got the clap, can't be beat, got it off the back of a toilet seat. The X at 105.9. Got a tweet from Christopher who says his kids are currently in the trenches at Fox Chapel. Another rough neighborhood. Time not to ask Mark anything, brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chipino in the Strip. Let's go to uh, Caitlin and Zillion Opal. Caitlin, ask Mark anything. Caitlin, you're on the air. Hey, Mark. Hey, question for you. Who would you take in a fight, Clareton or Woodland Hills? I'm not sure that's something to joke about, Caitlin, but thank you for the call. Sorry, but I don't think high school kids fighting and then their parents and friends and fans emptying onto the floor to fight as well. I'm not sure that's a laughing matter. Then again, I've made jokes about worse. Leaves the line open, 412-333-WXDX. 
Let's go to Duke in Venango. Duke, ask Mark anything. Did you get your bonus yet? Uh, I got... I don't want to give away how much it is, although it's a ton. I got part of it in my last check. I'm still owed roughly three-quarters of it, which they say is coming to the next check. If it's not, there's going to be hell to pay. You need that bonus or you're in it up to here. What does that mean? Uh, I thought you were putting in a pool. Oh, is are you quoting Nationally at Poots Christmas Vacation? Got him. Very good. It sucks that I had to really like kind of work for it, but it, that's pretty good. Let's go to Lou in the car. Lou, ask Mark anything. When is the uh, last time you laughed so hard you cried? Uh, see, I don't laugh out loud. You probably, you know, figured that out by listening to the show. I don't mm-hmm. LOL, as the kids say. I have the phony laugh like the <laughs> or like that. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to bore you with this story. But there was a time when I used to do that Penguins radio show on the Penguins radio network, like that that high def, whatever that goofy frequency is. I used to do it an hour a day before this show until I mercifully got my way out of that because I hated doing it because it was fun to do. No one listened. And I was hosting with Steve Mears once. And it was during the player lockout. And we were still doing the show. So Mm -hmm. we would have... Guys on for the Wheeling Nailers and Wilkesbury Baby Penguins. And the guy on the Wheeling, their their radio guy made an obscure reference to a tough guy in the ECHL, and it just caught me and Mears funny, and we were both laughing so hard we couldn't talk. Wayne Gretzky Anderson, uh, who's the producer of, of uh, all the Penguin stuff on the Penguins Radio Network when he's not you know on YouTube watching LeBron highlight tapes because that's his guy. Uh he has that on tape somewhere. If I can ever get that on tape, I'll play it. Let's go to uh, Carl in the car. Carl, ask Mark anything. I have a can-you-imagine question. Can okay. you imagine how pissed off that guy from the trenches of the Bethel Park has been listening to your show after he called in? Uh, you know what? I think he's one of those guys who thinks because he lived in Hazelwood that he, you know, I mean, Hazelwood's a tough neighborhood, too. But you know, I mean, yeah. you know, when he brought his, you know, he said his daughter's in the trenches. Like, like it sounded <laughs> to me like she didn't, he, she didn't get the recruiting offer he wanted or whatever. I don't know. God bless her. Hope she gets a scholarship. I to, just imagine he's been fuming though ever since he called in. Well, that's my hope. Let's go to uh, Tiny Rich on twenty eight. Tiny Rich, ask Mark anything. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Have you ever considered going nationally syndicated or been offered? Well, it, it's too, bro. It's too late for that. I did it. I did a national show on ESPN Radio on Sundays for about a year, and they didn't like it. It's too late for that. I'm 57. Well, like I meant, like earlier in your career. Uh, would I like to have had it happen? I, I don't know, because you know who tends to make a lot of money in radio? The number one guy in a particular market. Now, now I will say Giannotti from the B team, who's very good. He went to New York, and now he's the, the national host on CBS Radio. Or is he or is he the New York host? Is he national or New York? He's with Boomer Esiason. It, it, it's like a real big deal, and he's making huge money, I'm sure. But I'm perfectly happy with the way things turned out. I, I will tell you, though, Rich, had I started in radio, had I gotten my break at 26 and not 36, I would be one of the biggest radio hosts in the country right now.
but that 10 I years cost that. me. But I'm, but I'm perfect. Believe me, I'm perfectly happy with this. I'm the king of Pittsburgh. It pays well. That's enough. Let's go to PJ in the car. PJ, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Hey, I was just wondering. I thought you used to have the puck daddy on, and it seems like something changed over the years where you're not, you, don't, you don't care for him anymore. Yeah, I just realized he was a talentless douchebag. <laughs> you know, like, like seriously, like, if, I can't believe the stuff Greg Wyshynski writes is on ESPN.com. It is such juvenile, puerile, simpleton crap. Like he has an award, the best player in the world this week. What the frig does that even mean? And you know what? He like writes about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. When he should be writing about dead commies, dead commies, dead commies. Listen to that. I'm criticizing the guy for making Star Wars references, and I'm making that 70s show references. Oh, good. The hippie. Mike in traffic, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me on. Right. Well, my question is, do you agree that Bob Nutting's a total jagoff and the Pirates need a... No, I think, he's, I, think, I think he's a duplicitous person who wants every single dollar. And uh, my disappointment is not in Bob Nutting. Uh, con men come, con men go, but they're always there. They just masquerade these days as shrewd businessmen. But... Uh, I'm disappointed in Pittsburgh for being so easily fooled. Good point. Because you, you, you'll remember, Mike, are you a regular listener to this show? I guess not. You hung up. I've had Bob Nutting pegged since just about the day he took over. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, ask Mark anything. First of all, Mark, I want to say that I was listening on Penguins Radio when you were on there. Oh. Sorry, um, I just wanted to know. Did well, you okay, here it was. Issues? It was good. It was good with. It was good with Mears, because Mears is really good. But we did it during the lockout. You know when yeah. there wasn't a. You know, I just why would you do that? <laughs> and then I did it with I Colby, and, and Colby tries, but he, you know, he tries. Okay, what's your other question? Did you ever get your copy machine fixed? Yes, in fact, I, I give the powers that be here at iHeartMedia credit. The copy machine was broken in the morning, and it was fixed by the time my show was over. The uh, was that yesterday? Uh, Within the next last few days, so yeah. Yeah, and I, I might add, I was using the copy machine for non-work related purposes, so I couldn't really complain that much. There you go. But I got to be honest. If 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 they're going to be late getting me my bonus check, I'm going to use the copy machine to copy score sheets for my deck hockey tournament, and that is simply that. Let's go to Diane in the car. Diane, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Five times I've said real quick. Hi, Mark. What up? Hi. Um, You mentioned in the past you've had some back issues. What do you do for back pain? I've never mentioned that. I've never once said I have back issues, ever. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I I think Uh, I did. No, no, no. You know what you heard? This is funny. You heard me making fun of Tiger Woods pulling out of a tournament every time he shoots a bad score, claiming he has a bad back. I go, I'm a back. <laughs> so you took that to mean I was having back problems? I, I, I did that. I thought you mentioned back issues. No, my back's just, I'm a back. Let's go to Jordan in the car. Since I'm not working tomorrow, I'll go an extra minute here. 
Uh, I wanted to tell you, I graduated from Bethel Park in 2010. That girl was definitely not in the trenches. And I just wanted to know who your favorite That 70s Show character is. I think they're all great. But if you made me pick one, I would pick Kelso. I think Kelso is the best idiot in the history of TV. Yeah, he's my favorite, too. You know, I, I, I like, 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 somebody, I could quote his last chapter and verse, like when Brooke, Shannon Elizabeth, said to him, can you possibly be any more lame? And he said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and when when Jackie said he she was going to the prom with somebody else, and he was smarter and better and better looking and everything better than you, Kelsey said, well, damn, Jackie, that could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. He has great lines. Thank you for the call, Jordan. Thank you. Should have quit you, baby. Long time ago. I'll tell Robert Plan, everyone says hello. Up the Wolves. And come on, you Reds. 105.90.